We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And and we are live. Once What's again. with the two ends? Well, and, and, and? well, here's the thing. I clicked the live button, but it took a little bit of a second for it to actually go live today. So I was just kind of normally I click it and I wait the one beat and then it's good to go. But today I waited the one beat, but it was still connecting. And then yeah, it was connecting. I got it. And then I had to go. Which, by the way, like again, this is the field of 68 best best podcasts and best bets live stream. Uh, by now, if you're not used to Jeff Goodman interrupting me in the intro, then what are you even doing here? Uh, Jeffrey, how are you, sir? You got the Abilene Christian back on. I see that. I do. I do. I'm I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm I'm ready for a better slate than last night. I mean, last night's slate was just kind of like ho ho. Whoa, 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 whoa. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, what? You have a surprise for Johnny's fans? What do I, we do. Got? I do. I do. I have a surprise. Got? Listen, in honor, in honor of the the stretch that Mike Anderson and St. John's are in, and in honor of all the diehard Johnny's fans out there, and there are a lot more of you than there are of Boston College Hoops fans. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have decided um, to make a change today. And Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. He's got the Johnny's hat on. Look at this. Johnny's fans, don't be hating on me. Don't be hating on me anymore. I tried to switch it so that we could get you big, but that didn't work. (laughs) That did not work. That was it. Check it out. Look at him. Right there. Right there. I like the hat. I do. I'm a big fan of the St. John's hat. That's a good-looking hat. All right. Um, so is that your biggest takeaway from uh... – Hell, yeah. The Johnnies are in the equation now. They're they're not in the field yet. But, man, That's they are – That's in your head. I, I've, I've been in on the Johnnies for a while. I, I was you a little not bit – not been in on the Johnnies for a while. Don't lie. Um, No, I have been. I have been. I've been in, I've been in on them. Um. For at least two weeks since the Villanova win, I've been in on them. I've said they're a tournament team. I've said that they're good. I was out for like a day and a half because I bet pretty big on the money line when they went to go play Butler and then they lost. And when it, like if you lose me a bet, I'm, I'm auto out on you for like two days at the at minimum. Two days. This was a big win last night. This can't it be was. understated. This was a big win for them against uh, like a Xavier team that again hasn't played a ton of games. So. You know, it is what it is. But, like, we can't really use that as an excuse anymore. Like, it's just, to me, it's whenever you get somebody, you got a UConn without book night, 
you know what? You won. Good win. You got Xavier coming off a pause recently. Good win. And, and Xavier is a team that, again, I thought matched up pretty well against them. We talked about this yesterday morning, largely because of the toughness of Paul Scruggs and Zach Fremantle. Those are two tough MFers. But you know what St. John's is? They're tough MFers, like they are. And Posh, Posh Alexander yesterday. Yeah. 15 points, nine assists, eight yeah. boards, three seals, zero turnovers, and he had Paul Scruggs in his uh, – the, the term that, that Jeff Borzello likes to use in a situation like this um, when, uh, sure. <laughs> when when it comes to soccer is like you got him in, got him in, a, in his back pocket. So uh, I, I don't know what that really means. Yeah, but Josh Alexander had, had Paul Scruggs in his back pocket. No, in his, in his grill. I, I would say in his grill would be better. Than uh, yeah, but like, look, let's be honest. That was the second biggest result in the Big East last night. That wasn't even the biggest story in the Big East. Wow, look at you. Look at you. you. All about James Booknight and the UConn Huskers. baby. Did you watch the game? Did you see how good he was? Listen, there's only one person. There's only one person who last year walked away from from the UConn regular season game in February maybe before – it might have been January and said – James Booknight will be the Big East Player of the Year next year. That was me. And James Booknight would be the Big East Player of the Year if he hadn't gotten hurt and missed six weeks. He's that good. He's that important to the UConn Huskies program. And with him, they are a dangerous team come March. Yeah, and it's not just him that's getting back. You know, Andre Jackson is back now. A Cook, a Cook is is back in the lineup and playing, even though he only played. I think he played yeah. one minute last night and kind of got really in. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, when you co- he's he's a player that's built on his uh, quickness and his explosiveness, and it's coming off a of torn Achilles. Right. There's there's not much you can do in that situation, but when you have Isaiah Whaley at the five, right? You put Andre Jackson. Tyrese Martin and James Booknight out there together at the at the two through four spot, and then you have basically whoever you want at the point. Uh, hopefully, it's RJ Cole who can kind of figure this thing out. But all of a sudden, you have a team that has a ton of athleticism. Yeah, has a star yeah. in James Booknight has shooting, has floor spacers, can get out and pressure the ball, has a point guard that can make plays. All of a sudden, that's a very very interesting team, and. Uh, yeah, the, when when Book is playing the way that he was last night, like uh, to me, UConn is a top twenty team in America. Listen, I, I'm with you. I'm with you again. I, I think Book is a star. I think he's an absolute star. I think he's a lottery pick. Um, I just think he gets buckets, right? Like he's just a a a professional scorer. That's what he is. And there aren't a lot of guys like that, right? On the wing, like he's got a little bit. Now Donovan was a better passer, but I, I feel like he's got a little bit of Donovan Mitchell in him. That type, he can just score. Like he, he can just score. He's not a great shooter, not a great shooter. He's a scorer. He can get to the basket, find ways. Now he uses he had one, he had one kind of stop and go move last night. I don't know if you saw it from the left side, like hesitation move. That was awesome. I, I'm just watching. I'm like. This dude is going to be a good NBA player. I just I feel like he understands angles, um, how to get guys off balance, and he can just score in so many different ways. And he's he's so athletic too. Um, but yeah, I mean it's all it's all going to come down to the shooting for him. If he is a like thirty six to thirty eight percent shooter at the NBA level, like he's going to be a guy that averages like. 15 points for the next eight to 10 years. I mean, what, um, listen, if he's not, then we're Donovan then, Mitchell's numbers. 
you remember? I'm going to get him now at, at, at Louisville. I think he shot he shot like 33%. As a, as a senior, I want to say he averaged like 17 and three assists and shot something like 33%. For he three. wasn't a senior, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry, a sophomore. His last year when he was at um, – Yeah, he, he made uh, – uh, they don't give me the percentage here. He made 80 of 226, Rob. Yeah, it's like thirty three percent, probably thir- closer to thirty five percent. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I I like the comparison. I think that Donovan's probably a little bit better um, because he's a little bit better on the ball, and again, he's a little bit of a better shooter. But yeah. I, I think Book Knight can can kind of get to that level. Um, yeah, he's 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 tough. They're both a little undersized, like a little bit, not like huge, but like really athletic. Well, the thing, wow. for, the thing that works for Donovan is that he is he's more of a lead guard and that's the other part of it is like, he can kind of know that. Well, I mean, he, well, he was, he's a point guard in high school. Yeah. But at Louisville, if you remember the first year and a half, who was it? Uh, Snyder Snyder, who was the point. But but just because there was a point guard on the floor with him doesn't mean that Donovan Mitchell wasn't a point. Like he, he had that lead. Everyone knew he knew he did book night is plays off the ball. Like book night's not going to be a lead guard. And, to me, that's kind of the difference that sets him apart, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if Book Knight can play – like, if, if he can ever get to the point where he can do what, like, a Jamal Murray or or a Donovan Mitchell does as, like, the lead scoring guard that can initiate everything because yeah. he can also pass in addition to get buckets. Like, that's 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 when he goes to being, like, an all-star. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he can get to that point. Yeah. Uh, if I was him, I would focus on being able to make shots and, and developing into a guy that can average, like, 15 to 18 points a night. And if you can do that, you're going to hang around the NBA for a long time because he's athletic enough. Uh, are you worried about Missouri at all? A little. I mean, yeah, but they've been without Tillman for the last two games. So, you know, again, I, I think they beat Georgia with Tillman. But, yes, I'm a little worried because when you get a team like this that goes through this type of spell that they haven't gone through yet this year, you know, does it just – are you are you tanking or do you have enough? Like I think Conzo will be able to get them right where they're 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 back again, but they're just not like their resume said that they were a top ten team at one time or a fringe top ten team. I don't know if I ever believed they were any better than any other team from you know eight to thirty. I, I think you throw them in that mix, and and now they've kind of gone through this stretch where really. They probably helped Arkansas more than anything. I mean, Arkansas, listen, the big winner last night, big winners were UConn, St. John's, and Arkansas. Arkansas might have been the biggest winner last night because Why? they've now picked up wins. Well, because in the last week, four days, they picked up two wins over two tournament teams that are going to get them easily into the NCAA tournament now. So uh, so we're calling Florida like definitely a tournament team now? I think they're a lock. Yeah, I'm not sure they're a lock lock, but unless they – like if they go 500 the rest of the way, they're probably in. They're probably – I mean, have you looked at it? Have you looked at the yeah, end of the bubble? Yeah, no, I have And Florida actually has a little bit – I'm looking at it right. The resume is a little bit better than than what it what I, I was thinking it was in my head. That Tennessee win is going to look really good. The LSU win is, is looking better and better. Um, but yeah, oh, I forgot about the West Virginia win. That's what it was. They won at West Virginia. That's a big win. Yeah. So you're right. They're hundred percent. Right. They're, they're, they're not even like 
they're like a seven they're, seed right now. Yeah, they're they're That's they're. What they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right about Arkansas, man. They've won they won seven straight games in the SEC. Uh, they are all alone in second place in the conference. It's crazy to think that like right now, Arkansas and LSU are the two teams that are fighting it out for second place in that league. Yeah, because neither are lo- like Arkansas four days ago had nothing on their resume. Like literally, it was the emptiest resume of any team. Like people are tweeting at me, well, are there, are, are, how close is Arkansas to your top 25? I'm like, they got to beat somebody. They haven't beaten anybody yet. They haven't beaten, now they've beaten two tournament teams. Now you can make a case for them being in the top 25, and now they're solidly in the field. Yeah. Um, you got anything else from last night? It was it was a little bit of a, of a boring slate. Purdue got a win over uh, Michigan State, and they covered, which was nice. Um, but beyond that, I don't know how much – I think that's all there was to talk about. Io, you know what? We can talk about Io. Um, again, uh, I, I'm stealing this from Brian Snow because it's such a great line, but he called him Mariano DeSunmu, the best closer in college basketball. And he did it again. You know, he really struggled through the first, what, like 24 minutes of that game? And then yeah. down the stretch, he had what thirteen points and five assists in the last like like sixteen minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah, two some some three. people would probably some people might put him at the national player of the year after a performance against Northwestern like that. Do you know Northwestern's lost like forty two games in a row? You know, um, yeah, I would uh, I would have him as the national player of the year before that game. Um, some of us understand the importance of defense when it comes yes. to a college basketball player. Um, that would not be you. Uh, but yeah, so I, yeah, um, I, I actually think this. it's a three horse race. I think it's a, a three yeah. horse race right now. Who's the third? Uh, Corey Kispert. I uh, know, actually, I, I might have it a five, five horse race. I might put Baylor's backcourt in there. I might put Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell in there. Uh, I, I think that, I think that Butler and Kispert are, um, just a, like a, a step below, um, I, I mean, I would have them both as first team All Americans, but it's I think. Too both bad. It's and too the other bad. problem, the problem with Kispert is that uh, his like his votes are going to get split. So like there, to me, there's zero percent chance that Corey Kispert wins. No, because, he's not gonna because he's yeah, because it's it's split. Bet- the the votes are going to get split between him and Timmy, and everyone is going to remember all of the huge performances that Jalen Suggs had in the biggest games. Right. So like that's that's the issue for Kispert. Like there's there's a less than zero chance that Kispert wins it. I mean, is there um, any is there any doubt right now? You're going, Luca, Io, Kispert, Jared Butler, and probably are you going Davion Mitchell as the fifth guy? Is there anybody Luka, else? Like, are those Luka. four? Garza, Io, Kispert, Butler. Can you can you argue with any of those? Are they, no, are they locks? Yeah, they're they're locks. Yeah, they're absolute locks. Um, so the fifth spot is the only spot to me that is debatable, right? Yeah, and I would probably lean towards Davion Mitchell at this point, but like there's there's a lot of people that you can kind of work into that last spot. Um, but yeah, for me at this point right now, I probably have Io Desunmu as the national player of the year over Luca Garza. Uh, you know the beauty of it? Close. I actually think it should come down to the end. Are you a guy that waits wants to wait through the NCAA tournament to give the the national player of the year to or no? Um it's tough. Generally, I've done it before the tournament, just because that's the the time when you like. Yeah, that's the time to maximize the traffic, and that's what uh, people in charge wanted. I think that you should probably wait until after the tournament to give it out, just because uh, that's the most important. But the problem with that is, 
then it becomes so skewed. Like if you if you play great in the yeah. final four, but you don't have a great season, like you're probably going to end up winning the award. And when like if I would assume, well, let's say that it, that he really is a guy that deserves a national player of the year award, yeah. uh, and he, they get knocked out in the Sweet Sixteen, and um, like Baylor comes out of oh, like, goes and wins the national title. Like, are you like it's probably going to be Jared Butler that that wins the award, even though I would assume who had a better resume and better profile. Like, here's the thing about Iowa, right? The reason why we wanted Luca, and the reason why everyone's saying Luca is the national player of the year is because he's having like an outlier offensive season, right? 24 sure. points, eight boards. Yep. Well, yep. can you tell me how many division one players have averaged 21 points, six boards, and five assists? Do you know Not how many? many? Three. One of them was a guy named Ricky Menard at at, uh, at Moorhead State back in yeah. 2004, who whatever. And the last guy before that was Penny Hardaway. You throw in the fact that I was shooting better than 40% from three, and literally not a single person in the history of basketball in the last 30 years has had the season that I would assume he was having. 21 points and six boards as a point guard. Luke is averaging 24 points and eight boards as a center, right? If you look at just Big Ten play, it's like – Lucas averaging 22 and, and Iowa's averaging 20.5. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying there's not a case to be made. I, I actually think it's 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 gonna be an interesting one down the stretch. And and to me, the other part is Illinois has trended back kind of upward over the last month as a team. Well, <laughs> the the reason why we're saying they're trending upwards is because Iowa bailed them out at Nebraska and bailed them out at home against yeah. Northwestern like they played like crap in both of those games so that's another part of the reason is that um when Illinois doesn't play well Iowa puts that team on his back and they win when I when Iowa doesn't play well uh, like I, Luke is not doing that same thing um and my the the last biggest concern is the same thing as with with the Obi Toppin debate right like yep. the reason why this team that is so elite offensively in Iowa can't win a national title is because of their defense the guy just, who's probably just say you hate Luca. Just say it. Say I don't. It. I don't hate Luca, but it's it's. They have to play that zone because Luca can't can't do the stuff in Boston. Not just Luca. Listen, don't blame the. Oh, defense. I know. I'm not saying it's not it's not just Luca, but right. Right. the re, like one of the biggest reasons they're in that zone is because when you have to get Luca in ball screens, like it's 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 a problem. Yeah. And yep. so if that's why you like if if you have that much of an issue defensively, like. You have to take some of that into account. So that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Um, and, like, to be clear, I feel like I have to say this every single time we talk about National Player of the Year, yeah. I talk about Luca. Me saying that Luca Garza is the second-best player in college basketball is not an insult, okay, Iowa fans? It's not an insult. He's fucking awesome. He is good. He's he is awesome. Good. He is good. All right, let's get to today's slate. Let's get to today's slate. All right, there's uh there's only three lines that I'm really interested in. Like I looked at it and there I didn't find a ton that I loved. Um, the first one that I like actually tips off early. It's Louisville minus four against Syracuse. Yeah. Um, I, I love the guards that they have going up against that zone. I think that they have enough guys. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about the shooting, but I do think that um, they're kind of getting healthy on with Carly and David Johnson out there. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting. And you're here's not worried the, about the layoff, the Louisville layoff. I mean, I am a little bit, but Louisville's had like four different layoffs this year, so it's it's I don't know, man. It's it's tough to figure all that stuff out. But I do think it's also kind of priced in a little bit at this point. You know, if we figured out that there's a layoff, like Vegas has figured out that there's a layoff, 
Um, but the part of it that really stands out to me is that uh, against zone defenses, they've had they've had almost 200 possessions against zone defenses this year, um, and they rank in the 60th percentile nationally against zone defenses. Whereas Louisville is their efficiency is 40th, uh, the 49th percentile nationally against man. So they're a better they have a better zone offense than than a lot of teams tend to do. And obviously, you got to have a good zone offense if you're going to be playing against the uh, the the Syracuse Orange. Um, what do you like there? I don't love that game. I don't love that game at all. Um, I, I think, I think my my favorite uh, two things. Believe it or not, I'm going to ride two teams today that have been awful this year. Not awful, but not good. I'm going to ride. Uh, I'm going to be careful how I say it because you'll clip it and it won't sound good. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Coach K and Coach Cal tonight. And I think Duke is going to be galvanized by this whole Jalen Johnson situation. I think they're all bought in now. And I think they're going to beat the living crap out of Wake Forest and Steve Forbes. I think they're going to put together two good games in a row. Um, and they're going to go into Winston-Salem and take care of Steve Forbes and the Demon Deacons. Uh, they're giving six and a half. I think it's six and a hook right now. Um, I, I just, again, I think they're going to get going here. I'm not sure they're going to be like a great team. But I, I think they're going to get going and get in the NCAA tournament and, and make a push. Yeah, uh, real quick, that that line right now at Bet Rivers is um, is six. I just uploaded the uh, their, um, yep. their the page that has it all, so it's they're they're laying six right now. I actually like that as well, um, and and that was one of the picks that I had. It's just it's the same. It, it, it's it's what what do they call the new coach bounce? Who do we get that for? Was it Northern Northern Illinois? Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. You're yeah. saying there's a new coach. No, what I'm saying is that like you kind of get rid of someone that's been, I don't know, I, someone that's been weighing them down, I guess, a little bit. Well, but. Can, I, can I give you? Can I give you a quote from somebody, not a coach, in the um, in the the Duke program? Yeah. Um, he said uh, to your question of whether Jalen Johnson was a distraction. The answer: Yes. So, again, wasn't completely bought in, was in, was out, was hurt, was not hurt, how bad it was. People questioned whether he could play through that foot injury, and he didn't. So I I think there was enough going on there where now I think they've all kind of – they all know they're in it together, right? Like they all know they're in it together. We're going to win together. We're going to lose together, but we're going to play together. And and I think that's going to be the biggest thing you're going to see with this Duke team going forward. Yeah, so I, I really like that as well. Um, I'm not a, not on UK in this spot. Uh, what I, I'm just I'm so I'm Why, so. Why you like you're you're a big stack guy now? No, I just I don't want I, I don't want to bet on either of those teams. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't trust either of them. Um, and yeah, I, I just I I, I want to stay away from as far away from Kentucky as humanly possible. Um, not just the team, the state as well. Uh, all right, wow. so. <laughs> Damn! I'm just kidding, Kentucky. I love you. Guys. It is cold there right now. It yeah, is cold. cold. It's snowy. It's icy, but they do have bourbon, so it's shitty. Um, it's shitty everywhere right now, though. Hopefully, uh, right. yeah, I do like one line in the SEC. I'm going to be on South Carolina getting 11 and a half tonight at Tennessee. Wow! Look at you. You're going against your Vols. What's They're going just, on, Rob? You've given up on your balls. That's no, I'm not giving up on them. That is that's a lot of points for a team that has been struggling offensively, that is 
all kinds of banged up, that is like trying to figure out what their identity is going to be moving forward, that is that doesn't is not playing with confidence. Um, and you know, like South Carolina's played teams tough. You know, I know they don't have the greatest record in the world, but they keep it close. Let me let me bring up their schedule because it, it's they haven't lost by more than eleven in a while, and I want to make sure I have it in front of me so I get it correct. Uh, lost it's lost by seven at home to Mississippi. Lost by three at home uh, to Alabama. They lost well. They lost a six by sixteen at home to Mississippi State, but that was a while back. Uh, they won at Florida, um, so. They've been playing a little bit better recently. So I, I do kind of like them in this spot. The only thing that I'm worried about is they, they play so up-tempo that that kind of plays into uh, Tennessee's hands a little bit. But, you know, the last time that we said that, it was LSU, and, and Tennessee scored 65 points against LSU. So, um, is Nebraska really playing Maryland again? Yeah, we talked about this. They, they're on a back-to-back, seven games in 12 days. Oh, my God. I mean, they didn't cover yesterday. They did. Oh, they did cover. They covered. Maryland covered. Maryland covered. Right, right, right. Nebraska didn't cover. Is what I was saying. Because um, you were just talking about how Nebraska's played seven games in twelve days. So, yep. and then you said when I said they didn't cover, you said no, they covered. I was talking about Nebraska. Oh, I got you. Um, okay. Are you going to be? Are you getting on uh, on Maryland again tonight? In Nebraska, three games in four so. days, seven games in twelve days, back yeah. to back on yeah, the road. I think so. I think so. I mean, it just it makes sense on that one. I mean, ten and a half's a lot, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave the ten and a half. Take Maryland. I'm going to take Kentucky. I'm going to take Duke. Uh, what else do I like, Rob? What else? Do there's, I like? there's one I love. One line I love. It's a mid major against a high major. It was just scheduled this week. Northeastern. Yeah. You like you like Bill, the Fighting Bill Cones? I like the Fighting Bill Cones. Yeah, I kind of do too. They came off a pause recently. It's the only thing that worries me here okay, in Boston. They played. They played back to backs. Yeah, oh, they played back to back this weekend against Towson. Yeah. Then they had two days off. Now they get North Carolina on the road. And and the thing that really only problem is they're not big. Like Carolina is so much bigger. Yeah, but they're they they're really good on the defensive glass, and they've they've kind of been that's kind of been like a traditional thing for them under Bill Cone. Um, and the other part of it is like they they fade the offensive glass. Like they they don't go and try to get offensive rebounds, which kind of like will limit what um, North Carolina can get in transition, right? So if you take away their offensive rebounding and you take away uh, their transition game, and I just trust Bill Cohen to be able to figure out a way to kind of um, limit how effective they are in, in terms of overwhelming people in the post. Like, I think that the, the, the big thing is it's just it's 15 and a half points. That's 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 a lot of points. And it is a lot of points. It is. Northwestern has been the best team in the CAA. I know they've lost two of their last three, but they've been the best team in the CAA this season. Um, so I, I I like them in the spot. Uh, what about Boise? I like Boise against Utah State at home, only given a, a point and a half. Do you like Boise? No. That one's that's tough. Um, I just I think Craig Smith is just such a such a good coach. I would, I would stay away from that. Um, I'm going to take Boise there. I would stay away uh, from that. Is, is five and a half too many if you're Indiana, given five and a half against Minnesota at home? Um, like if it was three, I'd feel really good. Five and a half kind of worries me. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I don't I don't love it, but it's also Minnesota on the road. So I know. Well, we know uh, what I've been doing. Every yeah, game. I mean, actually, Bet Rivers has it at six right now, so that's probably – you probably don't want it at six. 
you definitely don't want if you don't want it at five and a half, you definitely don't want it at six. So what about the Kansas Kansas State rivalry game? Kansas has been uh not great this year, but would they blow out Kansas State? Kansas State's been atrocious. Uh it's 13 at K State in Manhattan. No fans in this one, which is generally a huge part of why this is a great rivalry, obviously. Um, Bill Self seemed very optimistic when when we had him on the pod the other day. He seemed like he thought this Kansas team is going to start to figure things out down the stretch here. And, and maybe, again, not be a, a national title contender, but be a team that, like, is as good as most of those other teams in the top, you know, 5 to 25 range. I don't know if they'll quite be – that good um but the thing is like their schedule just completely lightened up you know they they went through a stretch where they were just playing the the brutal part of the uh the big 12 schedule and now after playing iowa state in back-to-back games you get kansas state on the road so uh, you know they've won three in a row um all three of those games were double digit wins so i i do i do if i was going to bet on someone here it would be on kansas i mean kansas state is the worst high major team in the country that's not like i'm not exaggerating there they are the worst high major team in the country so if you want to be on anyone in this spot it's got to be it's got to be the fighting bill selfs yeah yeah i'm with you i mean again not a great slate richmond vcu interesting game big game in the a10 big game i don't i don't love it i looked at it i don't love it so this is what my my card's gonna look like tonight i'll have uh louisville minus four south carolina plus 11 and a half Duke laying the six, and then I'll be on Northeastern plus 15.5. Um, and I think I think that Northeastern line is probably my favorite bet of the day. I'm going to start. Uh, I, I got to take one of those afternoon. There's like two, three, three, four, four thirty games. Uh, I'm going to take Iona and Rick Pitino, given six at Quinnipiac, just to get things going. I got to get the blood flowing early, four o'clock. Uh, got to have something going on there. So I'll start there, and then I'm going to go uh, – Kentucky and Duke, big, big bounce back day for the Blue Bloods today. Uh, we're going to go Maryland. We're going to go Boise. We're going to go Kansas. How about me with all the Blue Bloods? Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. This is the day they all return to glory, Rob. This is the day. And it's probably actually going to be the day where uh, you ruin all of their seasons and lose all your bankroll. <laughs> Could, be. Could be. All right, Jeffrey. Always a pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Bet Rivers.